Peace. This is the Ask Your Old Head podcast with Justice Raji. I'm here with my guest, Jordan Theory. Yes, sir. How you doing today, Jordan? Say it like you mean it, brother. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> I'm so, good, man. Cool, cool. So I always start with giving you a moment to give a reverence or respects. Shout out to somebody that you want to say something about. So go for it. Thank you, man. Uh, first of all, shout out to, to my mother, uh, Trudy, who's uh, you know currently in the hospital and uh, we're hoping for a full recovery. Um, shout out to my great great grandparents, Maddie Sherrill, Ali uh, Theory, uh, my grandparents, uh, Ali Theory Jr., and, and Mary Theory, uh, and my, my father, of course, uh, Ali Theory III, um, and, and, to, uh, and to Carlos Crutch and um, Kim Carroll, Kevin Carroll, uh, and Jerry Walker, Lisa Walker, my, my other parents. Peace. Yes, Thank sir. You. Thank you. Uh, so we go with uh, where I always start is uh, can you give me a principle or standard, <laughs> <laughs> uh, something that you live by that um, is something that, you know, how you try to move through the world right now? Man, um, you know, I, I'm trying to move through this world uh, in a way that. A is soft, you know what I'm saying, um, and and my my footprints are are light um, because a I want to respect the earth, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and I want to respect the space that that we've been given um, to create. Um, the other piece is, man, you know, I'm really focused on acceptance, mm-hmm. you know, human acceptance, and um, you know, not trying to control the things that are out of my control. Mm. Um, and uh, accept people for who they are and who they show you they are. You know what I mean? Okay. So much of, a, I think, like our frustrations in life come out of, you know, being mad about us not being in control of the things that we dislike, the things that we want to mm. fix. Um, of course, there's things that we can fix, right? Like our democracy, <laughs> right? Like the problems in our community. Uh, but we can't make choices for other people. You know, we have to let people make their own choices. We have to let people be who they are. We have to accept them for who they are and, you know, do what we can to support support them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's it. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just focused on really accepting those things and letting people be who they are and, you know, uh, su- being there to support people when they need me. All right. So is there any story or just an anecdote something that you've experienced that helped you to to get to that place where this is how you try to to move um yeah i would say i mean look man family right like we (laughs) family you know i love i love my family um but you know we all we always you know kind of make the assumption that because we're family we have a right to uh you know, impose ourselves in, in your decision-making process or, or your strategies, um, you know, who you choose to love and not to love and how you choose to take care of your children. Um, so, you know, and, and we and we also sometimes hold ourselves responsible for other people's actions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and there's a lot of guilt and shame that can come with that. So to answer your question, yeah, there's been there's been things that have happened inside my family and then, and then just in friendships as well where, you know, I'm so frustrated at, you know, people not making what I think is the right choice for them. 
mm-hmm. right? Uh, <laughs> and and I had to like let that go, yeah. you know, and and just be like, look, man, you know, like here's what I would do, but you you got to do what you think is right, yeah, um, you know, and and uh, you know, I'm here to support you, you know, if it's if it's all in earnest, you know what I mean, um, and so. Yeah, without yeah. getting into specifics, yeah, right? Indeed, it's indeed. like those kinds yeah, of feelings. instances where it's mean. like, man, why does he keep for real? Why like, you know you that? that? Yeah. Like, oh, that's what happened. That's what. Like, oh, come no, on, man. no, like you don't say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I think, um, exactly. I mean, I think I can uh, empathize. I know. Um, for me, I remember, and I like the way you framed it uh, in terms of of, of the 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 soft touch or the light impression on the ground. Um, Cause there was a point in my own life where I had to go like, I can't control that. Exactly. And I, and I, and then I, I took it a step further. and was like, do I want to control people? Right. I, was like, I don't want to control people. Mm-mm. That doesn't seem like really my ethics, right? Like I right. want to control myself. I want to make good choices. Um, but I, I know I took a, a step down in my frustration level with, just you know different things in my life by going okay well i'll make a fair space for you to make a choice and then whatever happens with it i'll kind of make my move you know based on you know to the degree that i can uh you know accordingly and Mm -hmm. not be sitting there like i I really need you to Mm -hmm. do this the way i want you to do it you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying um and i think that's a let me know if you agree i think it's a, a frustration point for us a lot of times with with we're just trying to get things done mm-hmm. like a, like maybe on like a community level because mm-hmm. you're like well why don't we just do it this way and then there's people that are like we should do it this other way and then we're all sitting there right grumping out at each right. other and um yeah or, or or at least in our private spaces maybe being verbalizing a frustration that you know, mm-hmm. you know we don't need to hold right and it's I think it's especially hard for people like us right who believe in and you know um interdependence who believe in reciprocity who believe in a community right and our you know we are we take some responsibility for our for our peers for our neighbors um so it's especially hard for us because you know we want to help we want to fix things we feel an obligation to be there for our brothers and sisters right mm-hmm. um so there's there's kind of like a push and pull there where, you know, it's just learning from experience, right? You got to sort of be like, okay, these are the things that I can step in and influence. And these are the things where it's really not right for me to step in and influence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are instances where, you know, I try to do that and I'm like, wait, that was, you know, I got to pull back because that's not my lane. Um, but it's, I think it's really frustrating for us because we do believe in that, you know, responsibility that we have for our brothers and sisters and, and, and to be there. Um, and we are community-minded people, and we are leaders that try mm-hmm. to, you know, address and, and, and change things. Um, so, you know, we're I think we're the type of people who have the, the, the you know, uh, biggest struggle with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, but, man, I try to just... I try to step back because I already got so much going on. I also have to remind myself, like, let me get my some of my yeah. own stuff in order. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Take care of my own business. Right, right. I'm uh, overextended. Yeah. Uh, one more thought that came to mind when we were saying that there. Now, there's, because I could imagine someone going, well, you know, what if someone's 
you know, not not necessarily going to harm themselves like in the acute like way, right? But yeah. in the just in the general sense that they're going to experience, you know, sort of a negative outcome again. You know, how do you how would what would be something you would use to sort of calibrate how involved you should get? Like, how would what would be sort of like a Jordan Q where it's like, all right, I'll go this far, but I'm not going to go that far. Like, is there right. something that you would use to to figure out how far to go to help somebody or to assist in a situation or a problem that you see in, in the community? Honestly, I think the best way is to talk to the, talk to the person that you're concerned about, right? <laughs> and and let them know I want to help you, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm um you know, but I also want to stay in my lane, not overstep my bounds. But I want you to know mm-hmm. that I am here for you, you know. And um, if there's something you need, let's talk about it and let me see how I can best contribute um because the last thing i want is for you to be harmed you know um and the last thing i want is for you to continue to to go through these hard times but you know at the same time i got to respect your own autonomy you know and your your independence as a, as a human being so i'm here for you right. let me know how i can you know chip in right, right? Give, give, I, me the, give me the lane or give, give me the lane yeah the... and let the and, and i feel like when people know okay like somebody's got my back and they also are you know concerned about me um but they're also going to respect me i think that in itself helps a lot of people right feel like okay i have a community support here let me also and people are looking out for me let me you know make the decision that is in my best interest but also does not you know uh will not disappoint them or Mm -hmm. will you know what i mean will kind of uh meet the expectations the high expectations that they have for me, yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Because oftentimes we just we kind of get start making these own decisions for other people in our own minds, yeah. and then <laughs> acting on them without even talking to them, right? Yeah. Um, you know, human communication, man. This, you know, it's it's the key thing. Yeah, I mean, I found that most people don't like getting drafted. Right, you know, they, <laughs> right, right. They might have been cool with the with with that with the decision or the, the thing you did if you would have said something right. first, you know, or you know, or at least gave them the, the choice to say no. Right, you know, right. Um, think, uh, that is a uh, very challenging, and, and especially in, in the space of trying to do something that you feel is 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 good or is is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it can be. Um, challenging for people to go well, like why wouldn't you i mean why he should be happy and it's mm-hmm. like well i mean yeah i guess you could say they right. should be happy but it doesn't matter if they're not actually happy right like, right know, they may have had their own reasons for why they were doing what they were doing that mm-hmm. i don't know about and um i'm a big on sort of respecting that as well right right <laughs> yeah right. so um relationships you know broadly defined mm. um, what's something that you understand now that maybe you did not understand as well um, as a younger man? Man. So, (laughs) so many things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the, uh, you know, the biggest thing, and I'll I'll speak to romantic relationships right now. That's good. But I think it it does apply broader, and mm-hmm. it's connected to what we were just talking about as well. Um, you know, you you can't <clears throat> put your happiness in someone else's hands. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You, I think for me, in my past, in some of my early relationships, um, you know, I met someone 
fell for them. Um, you know, they were the world to me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and I, I sacrificed my own, some of my own ambitions and some of my own things that I wanted to do. Um, and, and sort of put those to the side because I was so invested in the idea of this relationship with this woman. Right. Um, and it was, you know, made clear to her too, that I had done that. Right. And, and she, and that is overwhelming, you know, um, mm. and, and that, you know, that's a lot, that's a huge responsibility and burden to put on somebody else. Yeah. Right. When they see that you've basically given them the keys to your happiness. <laughs> um, and, and so, you know, that just creates, I mean, you know, it, like anyone else would, they ran away. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this is, whoa, whoa, <laughs> hey, 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 whoa. too much for me. Hold on, pressure, hold on. Man. Right. Like, you know, what if this thing I, you, you tell me that and I'm making a decision that maybe I'm, 72 percent on right right and if it go bad now i lose my what is it 28 percent and yeah. and you're 100 percent exactly that's too much it's too much man you can't you know you can't hand over the happiness the happiness your happiness has to be in your own in your own control right and in, in your own hands and um uh you know the person that you are with in a romantic sense should be happy themselves as well Right. Mm-hmm. By themselves. And this is something people talk about a lot now. Right. But, you know, 10, 15 years ago, what, you know, I, I, I didn't I didn't know that. And mm-hmm. I didn't see myself doing that. I was just like, I want, you know, I want a wife. I want a family. This person has all these things that excite me, that make me feel like, you know, this uh, like a, a good human being. Uh, that I can see myself with, that I can see myself having, you know, starting a family with, us working together, us building a beautiful life together, right? Mm-hmm. We were so young, you know. Um, I didn't know about all the things that were, were about to hit me in adulthood. Yeah. Uh, but, <clears throat> you know, I, I just, she saw it, I was, like, making major sacrifices for this young relationship um, and basically gave her the keys to the city, <laughs> the city of happiness, you know, <laughs> and that's a lot of responsibility, if, especially if you don't even want to be a mayor, you yeah, know, you right. know what like, I mean? I, like I, wait, wait a second now, I you might want to be a, like a yeah. swim team coach, right, like, right. I'm not even sure, <laughs> right. trying I'm... to run the whole city, that's a lot, <laughs> so, uh, so man, that, that's, you know, that's, that's the one thing, and then the other thing goes back to what I was saying before, which is the, the, the human acceptance piece, mm-hmm. right, and so when you have a partner, you know, you you chose them, right? You chose them for a reason. Right. You you gotta like them for who they are. Yeah. Don't you don't choose them based on who you think they can be. Don't choose them based on the potential that you see in them, mm. because you you don't know what that if they're gonna fulfill that that potential or not. Yeah. Um, you gotta like them who, as who they are, um, and they should know that, and vice versa. Uh, and um, and then you know, don't get mad at the things that they don't become or mm. the things that they don't do if that's not who who they are yeah, yeah you yeah. know it's um i mean it's something I, I say all the time is people spend time on what they think is important right and and it's something that i i i, I say sometimes to remind myself one right you know like whatever I'm spending time on, it's the stuff I think is important, right? right. So therefore, let, you know, let me do an inventory, let me check for a personal check, but also um, when engaging with others, 
you know, and I, and especially when you get into, you know, the dynamics of, of a relationship, a romantic relationship and a partnership and trying to be together, that if there are things that you're wanting and you're not receiving, right, and so then you're going, well, why wouldn't they do this right. that way? Why? Right. I mean, I'm right here. Or this way, isn't in this way love supposed to be? Or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever notions you've picked up in your own travel around how it's supposed to look. Mm-hmm. Um, once you start really playing ball, you know, with a real person, mm-hmm. you know, other things happen. They got they got other motivations and drives. Mm-hmm. And, and quite frankly, there's a lot of stuff that you both could be taken for granted mm-hmm. and not, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, as un, I guess, romantic as it may sound to some people to go like, hey, you know what I always liked to want to do was this. Right. Know? And then they go, well, hmm, I wasn't really thinking about that. But, you know, I want to do this other thing. Right. And, then, and so then, you know, you you can hopefully have, as I like to say, uh, an adult conversation about where are we, what are we doing with here? Mm-hmm. Where are we going? Mm-hmm. You know, why are we doing this? And, um, and, and not just... Uh, you know, be, be f- filled with notions about what this could be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, because I think I think um, exactly. I think for a lot of, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I've I've had my share of the. I thought we was gonna be the right. This was gonna be it. <laughs> right. Was right. Like, oh man, my heart, is, my heart got chewed up like a yeah, like man, man. yeah. Like, and, it, and it and it wasn't it wasn't even malicious. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. now I know some people have had some malicious stories, and mm-hmm. that's not my experience. But it was definitely, you know, like, damn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick my little heart up. Yeah. Go, go do some push-ups. Try to get, put it back real, together. Man. Yeah, yeah. And and you can't deny yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was in a, a relationship for, you know, a few years. The first, you know, that first year, two years of the relationship, I was, I mean, I'm naturally a giver in a relationship. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a. Uh, you know, natural kind of provider, encourager, like that's how I like to show up as a as a partner, right? And, mm-hmm. and romantically, and so I was giving, 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 right? And at the time, I was just so happy to be with this person that I wasn't worried about kind of like receiving. You know what I mean? After about two years, it was like, man. Giving a lot. <laughs> I ain't really getting much. You know what I mean? Like, hmm, you know, like I done cooked dinner I don't know how many times. Mm, and I was going to cook because I need to eat. But Right, right. But and, you know. and I love to cook for the people I love. Right. Yeah. So like that's, you know, it was it was never about like, a, a you know, checks and balance kind of mm-hmm. thing for me. But after a while of continuing to give and just kind of seeing like, whew, there's a lot of there's a lot of imbalance in this relationship in terms of who's putting out a lot of concerted effort, you know, mm-hmm. in, in my eyes. And, um, you know, then I was kind of, that was the norm that I had set in the relationship. Yeah. So in her mind, she's like, well, this is just how, this, this is our do. relationship. This is how we, you know, this is how we're doing it, right? Like, why would you have different expectations of me now when the first two years you weren't even asking for those things, tripping on those things, mm-hmm. right? And so it was unfair for me. Uh, to all of a sudden kind of change the expectation level, um, but it, at the same time, like it was my it was my fault for setting that early on in the first place, mm-hmm. and um, and so now as I'm out there, you know, I'm I'm dating, I'm single, you know, I, I'm out there, I'm I'm like kind of checking myself in terms of how much I'm I'm given and mm-hmm. and early on and and the precedence that I'm setting because. 
you know, hey, it's not a lot of times it's not not sustainable. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah I think um, the thing I would add or, or comment on that too is the what I've learned in my own you know relationship that you know has been going for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I get uh, is the the points where we've had challenges is being able to have some have some communication and also receive what the other person has said sort of in good faith mm-hmm. and then and then you know I would say for myself from choices I made especially when I was much younger around some relationships that I I didn't I wasn't willing to be honest about my intention mm-hmm. and then also I recognized that I wasn't always really acting in good faith, mm-hmm. right? Like I was sort of like, eh, well, you know, mm-hmm. you know, keep this here murky, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. And then, um, you know, I switched to the what I call the Raji system where I'm just going to tell you what I want. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And then, you know, I'm going to live with the ramifications though right. also. So if you be like, well, I'm totally not interested in none yeah. of that. And I'll be like, all right, All right. well, damn. I right. Guess. That's your drawing board. I guess you're not coming over <laughs> right, to, right. to watch uh, do the right thing <laughs> right. on Saturday, is you? <laughs> no, I'm not not coming over. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think um, I think folks get into the into the jam because the challenge with asking anybody, even outside of romantic questions, you know, honest, you know, for honest feedback is they mm-hmm. may actually give it to you, right? And if you don't. If you've been lying about your your wish to really hear honestly what people think, mm-hmm. you know you're gonna have a you're gonna have a rough couple outs. Yeah, you know, until you figure out that either, either you like being lied to or you just you know you're gonna have to learn how to like hear something honest right. and, and roll. With right. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's real, man. That's real. Well, I mean, especially on the murky point, yeah. you know, like. I can relate to that. <laughs> you know, I can relate to that. But part of that is like, you know, sometimes you don't, you're not sure exactly what it is you want, but you want, you know, you know, you want something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Right. So, well, yeah. as I said, like, I want to, I want this to keep going. Right. Right. I don't know where we're going. Right. But I want it to keep going. Right. Can we agree to keep yeah. going? Can and we then, keep going? I don't know where we're going. But, but, I, but I like I like. We're going somewhere, we're probably. Going somewhere, right. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. We I might. Agree. End up right back where we started, right, but, but, but we went somewhere. At least we'll know that yeah. we, you know, we did it together, right? <laughs> <laughs> that we mobilized together. <laughs> um, and then I got uh, one other question on this particular note, and then uh, we'll make a pivot. Um, is there something that you, any process that either I mean you've ever done for yourself or that you would even advise to another person like another person trying to trying to figure out a relationship quandary like a tactic or something that you would do or have done for yourself that you would suggest to somebody else to figure out like maybe what to do next if they're like man I don't know if this is going well what should I do Mm. you got any kind of methodology any tool anything you ever done for yourself that you would tell the next person to get this a try yeah, not 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 definite to work. Just a, maybe this will work for you. What would you say, man? I mean, there's a few things, right? So you kind of know sometimes when you're not in a great relationship mm-hmm. because when you're afraid to ask your your peoples about it, like what what do you think? Oh, <laughs> uh, 
Oh, like you know, yeah, yeah. If he was about it, and you're scared because you know you already know what they're gonna say, and you don't want to hear it, right? You don't want to hear like, nah, man, like y'all that that dysfunctional, or you know, like, come on, man, you know she ain't right for you, or he ain't right for you, like, you know, if you're already afraid to ask your peoples about it, Mm -hmm. you probably know like maybe this isn't a good situation because your peoples are your peoples and they care about you and they want the best for you. So if they see you in in a jacked up situation. You know, then they're going to let you know if you ask them. Mm-hmm. Um, but oftentimes we don't want to hear that, you yeah. know, so we just kind of just ah, not bring it up. Yeah, you I'm know, I'm trying to, you see the game last <laughs> right, night? Right, right, gonna, right. Uh, was it, um, if you never, uh, well, my, as a, especially when I was like a teenager, like I never brought that, my mom had no idea who yeah. I was five right. on the phone. Right, nothing. right. Yeah, my brother, he was, um, mm-hmm. you know, much love to my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on team. Whoever I like, I'm bringing him by the house. Right, you know right, what I'm right. So you could kind of get a read. Um, mm-hmm. But the the sort of when you, you observe someone and you like, y'all two don't look happy. Right. Do you two see each other? Mm-hmm. Do you two not looking happy? Mm-hmm. And then you got to be like, or the worst one was when like my brother brings body by and I'd be like, I don't think my brother really likes you all. <laughs> right. I don't know if I'm supposed to say nothing. Right. He's my brother. And, you know, shout out to my brother. And, you know, right. You know, mostly true. Mm-hmm. Mostly true. These mostly true stories. Allegedly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, what do you, do you, um, to just be mindful that other people often can see when it's not going well right. with you. Um, right. Which is, a, it, it also is a, is a, is a good learning lesson. Cause you'd be surprised how many people are really paying attention to how you're doing. And like, man, absolutely. You don't look happy. You all right, man. And you'd be like, right. Me. Right. Like, yeah, man, you don't, you look, what's up with y'all, man. Come on. Tell me. Like, what's up? Yeah. I was trying to hide it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, I say that to say, you know, I ask, I ask my, my peoples, right? Mm-hmm. I say, man, look, here's what's going on. What what do you think? You know, what's your read of the situation? I, I know that they don't know everything that's happened in the relationship, yeah. but I still, you know, trust their judgment. You know what I'm saying? Of kind of the general read and the energy that, you know, me and this other person were putting out there as a couple, right? Yeah. So, so I ask my people about it, man. And I'm, you know, I'm not a person who's um, uh, uncomfortable talking about what's going on in my relationships. Yeah. You know, I, I have other friends who they pretty much don't say nothing about, you know, you, you wouldn't even know that they had someone else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, like, are you, are you still with someone? Oh yeah. Yeah. We're together. All right, cool. Right. You ain't, you'll never mention her dog. So I'm just <laughs> like checking in. Yeah. You know, yeah, three years. You'll never say nothing about her. So, uh, you know, I'm not that type of person. Right. So, yeah. For me, verbalizing is kind of how I process uh, all these things going on in my head. Um, so, hey, you know, conversation, right? Talk to your peoples, get a read, man. Share share your struggles and, and your thought process. And, and hopefully if your peoples are good peoples, then they're not going to judge you on any of that, right? Mm-hmm. And and even if they know you, you may be having doubts or you might be having some problems, hopefully they're not holding that against you or they're not holding that against the person that you're with. Because mm-hmm. that's oftentimes that's why we don't share Right. Because we don't want our peoples to hold something against the person that we're that we're dating um, and have a negative narrative of them in, in their minds. Right. That then we got to battle that, you know, right, if we right, decide right, right. to stay with that person. Yeah, in the yeah, long term. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's a a what I call would frame is sort of like a knowing how much to share. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you can share 
you know, at least for me, is like, you know, share, yeah, you know, there's some, there's some, some things, things. Yeah. There's some things going on, yeah. Yeah, but but not go, you know, let me tell you what happened. Right. And then, exactly what happened. Yeah, exactly. All the details. Right. You know and that's saying? your version of what happened. And it's like, right. Yeah, yeah, right. It's definitely going to be skewed yeah. over to you. And then, two, it's like, as your friend, and y'all, especially if y'all, you know, been y'all got kids, or right. this and that, it's like, right. you know, I don't want to be. Right. I don't want to know nothing I don't need to know yeah. necessarily about yeah. that's real intimate and personal. Right. Like, you know, now, you know, now if I'm as the, if I am the confidant for that information, then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, don't be telling no whole bunch of people right. all that. Right. Then, because then it makes it, it becomes like sort of pressure on the dynamic. Yeah, you know? man. You know, and I, I, that, that's one that definitely translates very well to your, you know, your broader relationships and professional relationships mm-hmm. and stuff too, like in workplaces and whatnot where, People are having an issue, and it's like now that y'all done told us all these sordid details, mm-hmm. we all got to be here together, right? And try to act like we don't know right. these things that you know may not pertain to us, but like we know these people, these actors have committed and yeah. done these things. Yeah. Like now, this is real strange, right? Right? And, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. So, I mean, there, let me give some uh, some more practical. Like, uh, I recommend this book to pretty much everybody. Uh, it's called The Mastery of Love. By Don Miguel Ruiz, the same dude that wrote the Four Agreements. Okay, uh, that's the book that really changed my whole, my whole kind of perception and how I look at and go about engaging in relationships. Mm-hmm. And it, a lot of it touches on sort of that, like that happiness piece and that lack of control and expectations, right? Um, and then uh, the other piece is, you know, especially if you're. Uh, if you're a man, right, self-identified man, you know, I think it helps to take up sort of, you know, learning about, you know, women's issues, right? Learning mm-hmm. about sexism and patriarchy um, and, and sort of how those things can play out in relationships mm-hmm. because in my experience, like, learning about that really helped me understand sometimes where my partner was coming from when they were raising this issue, you know, mm-hmm. like their problem with me doing this thing. I'm like, I don't see why you're tripping, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, oh, I see now like this, this, this little behavior of mine is a larger pattern of pattern of behavior that's yeah. connected to a, a larger systemic yeah. issue, Experience right? That, this, that my, my partner has been experiencing from men for a long time, you know? So I definitely say, take that up, man. And, and you could start with, um, you know, some bell hooks readings, you, you know, and, and, and go from there. There's, there's a lot out there right now, yeah. but, um, bell hooks, uh, is, is definitely a, a good and I think an easy read. And then, um, and then I, the other thing I would just say is like, you know, be relationship relationships in my view, take, uh, take action, right. Mm-hmm. They take, it takes people need being proactive, um, because that honeymoon phase only lasts for so long. Yeah. And then you got to actually really be intentional about, you know, growing together, building together. Um, and so, you know, there, there's, there's so many, um, kind of things that you can do, like yeah. reading the same book, you know what I'm saying? Like doing, you know, all these kind of activities that can help you continue to build, build together and kind of, um, you know, develop a common understanding and shared analysis and uh, see where each other's values are, mm-hmm. understand each other's um, uh, perceptions of the of the world, you know, and how we walk in it because people don't often realize, like, 
some people are looking at the world completely different. Yeah. You know, when they wake up and they're looking at the trees, you know, they're, they they see these trees one way and, and connected to a whole other issue. And, mm-hmm. you know, people like me are looking at the trees and I'm, damn, the trees, the colors are beautiful, right? <laughs> and another person is looking at, look at these trees, you know, like, uh, you know, the earth is so precious, right? Mm-hmm. And, and other people are looking at Damn, these trees is in the, in, in the way of my view. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> the trees about to fall on my house. Yeah, yeah. You know, like this, that's just a great example of yeah. like how one thing can be perceived so differently, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, I, I I love to kind of get get to that level with with people in my life to yeah. see where where how they see these trees, et cetera. Right. Cool. So, what's something that's just uh, really important to you? Right now in your life, maybe it's just something that's at the top of the list for Jordan. Man, you know my my um, my boy sent me a, a little video this morning um, from from Twitter of an interview Kanye did recently, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Kanye, you know, sounding off on all types of stuff, um, but but the, one of the things that he sees himself as is a, like a free a free person, right? Mm-hmm. He said, you know, he says something. He's like, you listening to a free man talking here? Um, and I, <laughs> I, I kind of like how he said that. You know what I'm saying? Like a free man. Like I was like, okay, that's I, I see what you're talking about. But most of the stuff he's talking about right now is crazy. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not, and 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 actually shouldn't even use that term because you know he does have some mental some he- mental health issues he's mm-hmm. going through. But um, a lot of the, a lot of his, you know. Uh, <laughs> conceptions are just are just faulted, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they, they they actually don't add up. Mm-hmm. Um, so enough about Kanye, but that concept of freedom mm-hmm. is actually something I'm really focused on, and and the freedom in a sense of you know I've I've worked a lot, you know I've worked hard, you know I've got my my letters and whatnot. Um, I've got a great network of people who I think you know respect respect me and then have positive reputation out there mm-hmm. um and at the same time like i you know i'm at a situation right now where i'm working for myself right and that's that was a big step for me to to kind of be my own boss um and and kind of have more control over my day where i'm at and what i'm doing mm-hmm. um and and so to me that was a step towards being you know quote unquote more free right um, and so now I'm, I'm focused on really just like creating the infrastructure for my life um, that is comfortable and, you know, minimal on when it comes to stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Um, and, and that allows me to be connected to the people that I care most about and have time for them. Because when you're on the grind, you know, I've been on the grind, right, working 60 hours a week. I was shut down, man. I, I wasn't there for my friends. I wasn't there for my family in a way that I really wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so that freedom for me a lot is about creating that time and space in my life for them, right? Because that mm-hmm. that has meaning for me. That brings me joy. Um, and so I'm working towards that. So what what is my living situation looking like? You know, where, how can I live in a way that I'm not struggling to to make the rent or the mortgage payment every month. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, th- those sorts of things, man. What, uh, like down to, you know, transportation, down to, 
the bills that I got to pay every month and, and the things that are taking up space in my mind every day mm-hmm. um, down to the news that I'm reading and then the notifications I'm receiving on my phone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I really, when I say freedom, it's about like the creating that, that peace of mind. Um, so the stress and anxiety from financial pressures, from, you know, the big news of the world, right? right? Um, from uh, sort of the, the you know, family and friends and, and their needs and, and how I'm feeling as a as a son, as a brother, as, you know, a cousin, mm-hmm. as a godfather. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that's, that's, that's what I'm focused on right now is trying to create that infrastructure and build that life for myself. Mm-hmm. So you spoke on a, a couple big things there because um, I've, I've had the debate and I'll ask you to, to comment on this. So like to me, a uh, part of uh, freedom is there's a level of your ability to, to live the way you want to live, you know. Um, and for me, not necessarily without um, restriction or, you know, some, some force or energy, some entity or what have you opposing that. Um, but also accepting sort of that that may become part of the challenge, right, mm-hmm. to be the way that you mm-hmm. want to be um, and that you... Do you, what do you feel is, this is a, a, a landing point, is there something in, is there something specific that has changed in your life that has allowed you to have more of that feeling? I mean, I, you mentioned like the working for yourself, um, but were there, were there, was there something, you know, beyond that or something else in the way that you approach it that helps you to like have that sense of freedom? Well, I think there's a couple of things, right? The one is like, you know, be- believing in myself, right? Like mm-hmm. having the confidence to go out there and do it. You know, I didn't have it for a long time. I lost it, right? People might be surprised to hear that, but, uh, you know, I was sort of shook, you know, to go out there and do my own thing mm-hmm. for, for a while, um, you know, just from a kind of more of a fear-based mentality of, all you know, all the ways that it could go wrong, instead okay. of focusing on all the things that could go right, could go right, um, and and all and recognizing, you know, my value, and my intelligence, um, the the things that you know, I I could put out there in the world that people would enjoy and, and respect and want to experience, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So that was the first one is like overcoming that and getting to a place where it's like, yo, I can do this. Like I have value. I have uh, some unique ideas. Let me, let me, let me put that out there and see how it goes. Um, so that, that allowed me to take that first step. Mm-hmm. Now, now that I'm in that step um, and moving beyond, it's about routine and discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I work from home. Sometimes I don't leave the crib, you know, but I've made it a habit to get up and dress up like I'm going out every day, right? Like I'm going to an office, right. uh, like I have that routine of, you know, getting up, you know, having my, my breakfast of choice, my coffee, you know what I'm saying? Uh, putting on my music and mentally getting ready to be, to, to, to be productive, you know, you know mm-hmm. that day. Um, and and then that carries on even just to the weekends, right? Because when you're self-employed, you're sort of always working in a way, you know, and, and people are always asking you what you're doing. And so you always got to be primed to, you know, talk about it 
and share what it is and, you know, be, you know, be able to present yourself as a, as a professional, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and, and creative person. So, to me, it's about that routine now and, and that self-discipline and, and knowing when I need to, like, okay, I, I, can't, I can't go do that. I can't go kick it right now. Like, mm-hmm. I, I need to stay in and just be productive on this project, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's hard, yeah. you know, because I like to kick it. Yeah. I like to chill. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, it, it's a struggle, you know? But so far, so good, you know? So I'm just trying to keep that going and, and, um, and again, just minimize those, the other kind of distractions. Do you think, um, and I'm saying this uh, question for the, um, well, I'll just say the question. Do you think you can experience that sense of freedom if you're not in a a self-employed? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm not. I I don't think that that freedom has, has, you know, only comes with self-employment. That's just, A, that's not how society should be. Um, and, and B, it, that not everybody wants to be self-employed. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much value in a steady paycheck, let me tell you. <laughs> like, come on, please believe it, right? Um, and, and, of course, like, we need our teachers, you know, our, our um, you know, the people who are garbage people, right? The, the people who sort of help keep this uh, society in order and running, Um to have a feeling of of happiness and freedom while also having a steady job you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. i think that's what we're working towards in in in, in the social justice movement right mm-hmm. um so absolutely the problem is that's not the case for so many people mm-hmm. you know they're exploited they're taken advantage of at, at the workplace um they feel oftentimes like they they don't have a um a voice mm-hmm. you know they they feel like uh, they they don't necessarily have, um, you know, are seen as equals uh, with mm-hmm. their counterparts, um, and you know, they're oftentimes they're they're worked to death. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's sort of been the, the norm uh, increasingly as you know this we, we become increasingly capitalistic and reduce the rights of of, of workers at the workplace. Um, so. That's what we want to. I think yes, it's possible, and I think that's what I want for everybody. And, and I also see so many struggles, um, especially in cities, you know, like San Francisco or Seattle, or New York, where it's just incredibly expensive to mm-hmm. to, 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 live. to live. Right. Um, oh, can I say one other thing about yeah. freedom, man? Go for it. Um, and shout out to to your son. Oh, freedom. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Uh, the other thing, the two things I really didn't mention were c- the creativity aspect of it and the cultural aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the, the, those are actually sort of like the two of the three main things that I've found my work on at Dream Chase Life, right? And and so it's creativity, it's culture, and community. So the creativity piece is, you know, I want to continue to live a creative life and be and and pursue my creative endeavors, um, and so. For me, freedom is having the space and time to do that. The other piece is culture, right? And that culture means, you know, that freedom means for me um, being able to be myself authentically, you know what I mean? And live with the values that have been passed down to me from my ancestors and to have music, to have theater, to have film, um, song as a regular part of my life, yeah. you know? And, and so since I'm 
since I, you know, am self-employed and have more control over my day-to-day life, I, I'm able to build those things into my day-to-day life, right? Mm-hmm. And I also try to put those things out there for other people as well. So th- those are the other pieces to me. And I think this is so, uh, I'm not the only person who feels that desire and need to have those things in, you know, integral as the foundation of my life. Um, and so I, I think... I just want people to know too that like you ain't the only one that felt like that maybe feels like that's missing mm-hmm. or you don't have enough of. Um, and you know, we out here trying to help you make it happen too. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the, the thing I would add, um, that gets invoked when I think about freedom is, um, and what you're sharing on is the, there's a part about crafting, your life to get it where you want it to be to the degree that you can. And then uh, where there's either restrictions in our society and our world that are especially impeding your ability to, to, to just be in your own humanity, then, you know, freedom is also about responding accordingly mm-hmm. and doing what you, what you need to do to alleviate that obstruction. Absolutely. Know? And man. whatever, you know, whatever that may be, that may be organized and that may be, some other form of action, mm-hmm. but it definitely to me is about some level of action, mm-hmm. you know, and then you, and you take steps and you, and you make, uh, you know, whatever the cascading decisions are to sustain that situation. And, and uh, yeah, cause I think that, um, yeah, I think that, I think sometimes that can be, you know, kind of maybe circling back to part of our earlier part of the conversation that the, um, the spending time on what you think is important. Absolutely. And that if you want things to be a certain way, as I like to tell people, if you think it needs to be changed a certain way mm-hmm. and the rest of us aren't maybe moving on it, mm-hmm. may, get busy and then let us know so we can jump on. Hell yeah. Like some of us may be working on other pieces and we right. just can't. Right. We can't jump on that. Right. So if you want it, right. then let us know. We we I'll sign up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. You know, I might join the movement. Right. But I may not be in the place you know, and I mean, honestly, may not be in a place that I can activate on it. Right. But if you can do that for us mm-hmm. and then call us and, and bring us in and, and, and reach out to people and let's see what happens next. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I'm going to make us a pivot because I know you, you mentioned your creativity and what you do. Um, uh, I've watched one of your documentary. And this movie, movie, documentary, documentary film, yeah, documentary, documentary film. Yeah. And I know you're working on a project yeah. uh, called Grandma's. Is the operating concept? Could you share a little bit about what it is you're you're developing and what you're working? Yeah, on? man. Um, so I got a, a, a new series uh, that I'm working on. Started out conceptually as a do, as a full documentary, documentary. film, okay. um, and I've actually. Uh, shifted kind of the strategy oh, no. um, okay. so that it's actually going to be more accessible as a YouTube series. Um, so it's called Grandma's Roses. And uh, there's sort of a, you know, a metaphor there with like roses and the blooming and the thorns and, and the beauty and the representations of all different forms of love. Mm-hmm. Right. And with the roses, they got kind of different colors and this means friendship and this means compassion, et cetera. Um, grandmothers oftentimes, kind of embody all those different forms of love, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and my interest in, in starting this project was kind of exploring, you know, that that uh, idea, that narrative of grandmothers as sort of unconditionally loving, nurturing, hardworking, wise, you know, matriarchs, right? Mm-hmm. And 
all of those things are often so true. But we also, um, I think, forget how they came to be true and mm-hmm. why they are true, okay. right? So my thoughts are, okay, man, grandma's so forget- forgiving. Grandma's a survivor. She's so resilient. She done been through this, that, and the third. Um, why is that, though? Mm-hmm. Right? Is that Was that her choice? Like, is all of that out of her choice or, like, innate character? Mm-hmm. You know, I want, yeah, it, it's nice to say that it's innate character, but nah. Like, it's it's not only only that, right? It's that, like, you know, these women, and I, in my projects on women of color, um, these women have have had to make those sacrifices out of survival, have had to live those kinds of lives out of survival, right? Um, and the survival of their of their kin. You, you feel me? So the the project, the series is is exploring and listening to the stories of different of different grandmothers across the the U.S. Um, and hearing about the their their struggles and their joys. Um, you know the the sacrifices that they made for their families and why they made them. Um, and so we talk about relationships. We talk about their their first relationships with their family, with their parents. We talk about their first, you know, their their marriages or partnerships, right? Their intimate relationships. Uh, we talk about being, you know, a mother and then being a grandmother. What's the difference between being a mother and being a grandmother? More importantly, we talk about their their work, you know, mm-hmm. whether that be their work as, as um, you know, uh, nannies, you know, as housekeepers, as factory workers, um, as, you know, scholars, right? Like uh, they run a gamut of all different types of, of forms of work um, and things that they've done um, in their community work, their community activism, because at least I can speak for the black community, black women have really been the backbone of civic life in, mm-hmm. in black America. Uh, the men have been sort of the the you know, <laughs> the public face of a lot of those movements, but it's black women that were actually the ones really making stuff happen mm-hmm. in the background oftentimes. Um, and so I want to acknowledge that and, and also, you know, make sure I uh, uplift that in, in this series. Um, and so, and, and a lot of this too is, is, you know, um, giving tribute and honor to my own grandmother and, and, and aunties and, um, and the lives that they've lived. And I, I interviewed some of them. I didn't get a chance to interview my own grandmother before she passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it also is very much grounded in some of the West African, you know, principles and values of right. respect for, for your elders, um, listening instead of talking, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? <laughs> um, gleaning that wisdom, um, and letting those, those, those stories, because oftentimes they speak in stories, right? Instead of just like, here's what you need to do. You know, it's like, you know, they talk in, in, in stories and those are their teachings. Um, and uh, oftentimes they, they're not going to tell you they know the answer or that they have the wisdom. But if you listen, you're going to, you'll see it, you yeah. right? You'll hear it. Right. Um, and so it's, it's grounded in, in that as well. Um, and you know, that's very important to me. And it's also a passion of mine. I could sit there and listen and, and just be there, um, for, for a long time and, and just soak it all in. And, and, uh, 
I think the beautiful thing about this this series is that I've I've learned that it has a lot of value for them as well because mm-hmm. you know I'm not talking to famous people. You know what I mean? I'm talking mm-hmm. to just regular everybody everybody grandma, right? Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes they haven't had someone sit there and want to hear their story. Yeah. And so there's a lot of tears shed, you know, there's laughter. Um and and there's I think a lot of joy that comes from it and and from you know someone taking interest in in the lives that they that, that they've that lived they, yeah. um, and I think there's there's healing power in that as well. Wow, it's a lot there, and um, I mean I can speak to just experience with people and especially with a a lot of men, especially a lot of older men who have um, very strong connections with their grandmothers and their mothers. Um, you know, some just due to the, di- you know, for whatever number of reasons, I don't want to totally take away their ability to tell their own story on why. But, you know, um, for many of us, someone within the family, either the grand- your grandmother, you know, maybe your grandfather, maybe your father, maybe your mother, you know, maybe the aunt that was, you know, someone though in that elder role, um, different people in different families that are like the holders of mm-hmm. certain, you know, either, you know, social, emotional dynamics mm-hmm. within your family. I think kind of back to the earlier yeah. part of our conversation. Yeah. And, yeah. and I meet a lot of men, um, if, if their grandmother was that person, you know, their grandmother is almost like a deity. You right. Know what I mean? Like they're right. not a real right. human. They're right. Like, yeah. You know I'm saying like mm-hmm. grandma, you know, grandma did this. Grandma, right. grandma went to da da da. Like, mm-hmm. you know, grandma always had the food going. Mm-hmm. But the um, and there's an admiration and a love, mm-hmm. right? Um, but there's not always maybe an understanding of like of why 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 right. why, why, why why would why would someone do so much work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like or or so much you know take on so much responsibility and it's something that I. I've tried to use as a bridge to have a conversation about privilege mm-hmm. with men to like think about like like just put it in the context right mm-hmm. like why why given that we're you know you're able bodied human that can do mm-hmm. a lot of things, why would this individual agree to in in many cases put other people's needs before their own mm-hmm. regularly exactly right? like yeah. not that not that they always did not that yeah. in everything but that they regularly you know were the one that was up late for something mm-hmm. or stayed and went mm-hmm. to the thing or went over and took care of the uh, yeah. the neighbors mm-hmm. the neighbor's mom mm-hmm. you know because the other sister couldn't be there and they were right. over there to check on them and um you know i i in your experience as you started working on this or even talking about it, what has been some of the, um, I mean, I don't know if you, how much of it you shared, but just talking about the, the, the project, the project, what are, are there any things that like folks have said to you that surprised you or just were remarkable, you know? Yeah. I mean, man, so much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll tell you what I was surprised by. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't a part of my protocol, my 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 questions, my interview questions for them, right? Mm-hmm. But it came up in you know ninety percent of the interviews, and in, in just hearing their stories and, and uh, is uh, violence, violence against women, mm-hmm. domestic violence and sexual violence. Um, nearly all the women that I interviewed 
um, shared that with me, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I knew I knew domestic violence was you know big yeah. issue in this country. Um, I think that the you know the number that's floated around is like one in three. You know, um, man, look for 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 this you know generation of women that I'm speaking to, and and then honing it in on women of color. Um, a number has got to be, you know, way higher mm. uh, because it just, you know, it was from what I've learned, like from, you know, from this oral history, it's an everyday part of life. Mm. Well, it was an everyday terror, right, for uh, so many women during certain segments of their life, mm-hmm. whether that be um, from their father or stepfather or from their first, you know, husband or, or mm-hmm. child's father or maybe the second or third, you know, person that they were with, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, maybe the second marriage, you know. Um, the the violence against women, man, the sexual violence and, and the domestic violence um, at one point or another was a regular everyday terror for, for all the, almost all the women I interviewed. And, um, you know, it's interesting because especially the women of, you know, my grandmother's generation, um, you know, they, they, that's not something they talk about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so knowing that, I know that the numbers are even higher than what I've heard, but I already heard a lot. So, but when I, when I heard stuff, it would be like, oh, you know, oh, and then there was this, you know, marriage to this, to this guy for, you know, three years, but that was just bad. That was just a bad move, you know? And I'm like, Oh, okay. And they kind of brush over and I'm like, well, hold on. Like, uh, can you tell me more about that? What, 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 you know, why was, why was he, why was he a bad dude or what, you know, you know, kind of probing a little mm-hmm. bit and with the, whatever they're comfortable with, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, and they were like, well, you know, you, I don't know. You don't want to hear about that. And I'm like, well, try me, you know, I, I might want to hear about it. Right. Uh, Cause I, I, our lives aren't always, aren't always beautiful and perfect. And, and the thing, the nice things we like to hear about, I want to hear about everything. So tell me, you know, and, and then, uh, and well, if you really want to hear it, I'll tell you, you know, and here's where it comes out. Right. And, and, you know, sometimes these were things that they told that they had sat there and were telling me and I just met them, mm-hmm. but that they hadn't even told, told their own grandchildren about, right. about this, right. About mm-hmm. this violence they experienced. So, uh, there's some maybe safety in telling a stranger, you know, yeah. versus telling your, your kin. Um, and, and also, you know, some of them may be at the point now where it's like, well, what do they got to lose right. you know, to right. share that? Mm-hmm. But I took a, uh, that that really kind of, you know, struck me as like, man, you know, I, I don't know what to do with all this content, yeah. but um, I'm starting by at least talking about it right here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, um, well, one, uh, I'm excited to see. See, see the work that you're putting together because uh and and i feel i mean i think some of the things you mentioned in terms of your motivation or some motivations why i started working on this podcast is that we we have stories we have ways we try to approach life and there are details um and things to learn mm-hmm. things to understand that um you know Oh, the interview, a uh, highly successful person that did build the right. spaceship and all that is great. It's, it is great. <laughs> right. It's awesome right. sometimes. And it's it's cool. And you, But there's, I've learned a lot of things even about my myself 
and even with things I thought were one way, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh, that was this other way, right? By having the fortune to, um, you know, before my grandma passed, her sharing with me, especially as I, you know, I got enough time with her as like an adult who mm-hmm. had responsibilities yeah. that you just, you know, you know, when you, you've been, I think you're at the point in life where like your parents start telling you stuff mm-hmm. that they ain't tell you, or your right. grandparents go, well, you know, then you be like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Nobody told me that. Right. I was there when that was happening, right? right? And mm-hmm. so you, so now you, you go back and you see the life and you see the world um, differently. But also you um, turn those people in your family, those um, revered um, figures, into the complicated people, challenging people who are operating within complicated and right. challenging environments right. and trying to make decisions and choices, right? And survive certain things and um wrestle with with their own you know internal struggles mm-hmm. and that that uh, that are not malicious or they're not you know they you know things may happen that were not necessarily this ill intent but they're hard mm-hmm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. and it's it, understanding that is different than um maybe even knowing that like mm-hmm. oh well, I know I know it was tough back in the day but it's like you hear somebody's story and you sit with them. You're like, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. I like, I understand that. It, like, what you're talking about now, right? And um, so I, I I'm excited to to engage mm-hmm. and, and see more. Um, Thank you. Uh, I think it's like I said. I, I in my own grandmother, both of my grandmothers, but especially my maternal grandmother, who I lived with part of growing up. Her passing and my mom going through her things and trying to mm-hmm. sort out affairs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a person that had a lot going on, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and and a lot she was trying to do, and who she wanted to be, and mm-hmm. what she could be based on her time, and you know. And I, I I encourage everyone, you know, regardless of how you show up, but especially men sometimes to like dig in a little bit, to especially. Mm-hmm. Cause, Cause, I hear a lot in our social spaces, like, well, in my grandma's age, they would do this and that and other thing. And I'd be like, "Have you really talked to your grandma? Mm-hmm. Like, real? Like, I mean, if you really had a, exactly, maybe if you can, mm-hmm. go have like, you know, what I mean, now that you're 27, right? You know, now that you're 32, mm-hmm. go go really talk to your grandma, man. Like, mm-hmm. go ask her, cause she might. You know, she, she might surprise you though. Yeah. She might, she might mess up your uh, yeah, your, your rosy yeah. uh, dreams over there. Mm-hmm. Like, well, well, why wouldn't they all? They'd be like, mm-hmm. "Listen, man, in those, you know, this is an audio format, so you can't see the faces I'm making." <laughs> right but the the there's truths that I've heard now that I'm an adult from the older women in my family, and also other older women that I've had the the privilege for them to share with me mm-hmm. where it it tempers and it it tempers sort of my own ability to be strident mm-hmm. about what does and does not happen in our community mm-hmm. so to speak I mean especially speaking to the, the violence and the sexual violence mm-hmm. piece where it's like man let's let's you know, pump the brakes man. yeah man pump the brakes uh, word um well we're close to a time and maybe we should rap Oh, for real? I well, thought we, we were just going to talk about some uh, books and music. and. Oh, we keep rolling. Keep I just want to cut it out. I don't want to suck up all your time. Yeah, nah, um, man, it. Let me ask you this then um, before we, 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 we make a pivot. 
is there with the with with the with with the series is there something anything that we should definitely or like I should make sure I record or look out for or so I can point people in the right direction yeah let me comes. just let me just ask people right now to um dream chase life uh that's our channel on on YouTube please subscribe um we just launching uh this month in November so uh, you know the the grandma um, series. Um, you know will be will be coming to you very soon, if not already, um, and we'll be releasing content every one or two weeks of a new interview. So subscribe to that, and then we got our Facebook page too, and that's where we do you know a lot of engagement. Um, and so Dream Chase Life Facebook page, uh, follow us on that as well. And and I'm I'm really excited to be sharing this content and getting people's feedback and, and ideas on it as well. So. Uh, yeah. All right. So, um, what you reading right now? What you got on deck, man? I know mm. you brought up, you got us, gave us the, the mastery of love as a, mm-hmm. as a read. What's mm-hmm. something that, as anything you're reading right now that is, uh, yeah. tickling the ivories? So. Well, I'm one of those cats, man, that, that likes to read like six, seven books at a time <laughs> and <laughs> make very slow progress on each of them. <laughs> uh, so, um, but, but right now I'm really, uh, reading this, uh, Maya Angelou's uh, auto, second autobiography, The Heart of a Woman, I think mm-hmm. is what it's called. Mm. Um, psh, man, can we talk about Maya Angelou just for a second? Yeah. And, and oh, just, yes. man, I just want to just whoo, give major, major props, man, to, to my sister. May she rest in peace. I had no idea, you know, for a long time. Um, I knew she was a famous poet. And, you know, that's sort of what I knew her, you know, as for ma- vast majority of my life never actually really thought to look in deeper into all of what she has done and accomplished mm-hmm. and so the revelation um for me was being like yo she was like front and center in so many movements mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like so many movements that uh, you know i are critical to our our you know liberation and and to my own uh, interest and passion in history, Ooh. black history, right? Um, that she, you know, worked with um, with Dr. King. That she, you know, had a relationship, uh, you know, a friendship with with Malcolm X, and and um, you know was able to connect with him in Africa. That she was, you know, uh, married to uh, an African revolutionary, and um, you know was a part and connected to that space and movement as well. Um, that she, you know, was, you know, an early on a playwright and, um, and a singer and, you know, w- w- had, had, you know, these really interesting, um, experiences with, with like Billie Holiday and, um, you know, all these jazz musicians. And I mean, just like all of these things, you right, know, from like the Harlem Renaissance and, and the black power movement and the civil rights movement, to, you know, um, anti-apartheid, like all this stuff. She she connected to all of it, man. And, and played a, uh, played a part. Wasn't just like a bystander, but what played a part. Right. Um, and, at the same time was developing and honing her craft as a, as a writer, as a mm-hmm. storyteller. Um, and, and always was pursuing that in some way, shape or form. And she talks about the writer's group that she was a part of in Harlem. Um, and all of the, you know, how, how humbling and challenging it was for her to go and share her work mm-hmm. and, and get, you know, criticized mm-hmm. and, but to like, 
show up again. Yeah. You know, it, like that, man, inspiring. Yeah. Um, see, there's something heavy there. Or I don't know. Anyway, because speaking like we can. I could see someone going like, oh, she was just a poet. She was just a poet. Right. right? She just wrote stories. Right. Right. And, and this is these are reframes I hear sometimes in our, you know, unfortunately in spaces where we're, we're trying to, you know, people that say they're trying to get something done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and, and, I, and I can say as a as a. A younger person, and also at times a less informed person, mm-hmm. I've I've at least tickled around the thought of like why is this particular person that you know someone is elevated mm-hmm. or that, that's a writer that this and that why are they important like right. you know they just wrote a book who cares they wrote a right book. Like, right right but then not recognizing that you know part of what gave them the 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 firmament mm-hmm. <laughs> to stand on to write mm-hmm. those pieces was they were actually involved in things right mm-hmm. they were out mixed they were in meetings and this and that and i and i i wonder do you think we because because there's something um almost like fundum like a like a foundational kind of activity right mm-hmm. that's there in in how many people do we not know about that she sort of had the opportunity to encourage, influence, you know, and back and forth, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it wouldn't be recorded, right? Right. Um, so in our own world, in our time right now, um, and, you know, even, I guess I can say back to the ethos of how I met you. Right. was like somebody had a meeting and, and they wanted to get some stuff done. And right. Like, <laughs> about Jordan. And they're like, oh, right. Jordan, and, you know, I'm trying to meet other black people that live right. here and are from here. Mm-hmm. Do you think we... Do you think in this time we get some of those kind of returns from coming together that in other times was such a vital kind of place where ideas were formed? Do you, do you think we're doing, are we doing it well? Are we, are we connecting to create new ways to handle our situation? <laughs> do you, I mean, or just how do you feel about it? Because I, I don't know sometimes. I mean, we're in a unique, I mean, we're in a unique place in history right now, mm-hmm. right? Because... You know, there is a heightened level of of engagement, you mm-hmm. know, in, in communities, I feel like, and in, in, in black communities in, in particular, um, which I think is a wonderful thing. Um, I also just feel like we're, you know, in the social media era, things kind of change in two, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, there's the, um, what do they call them, sort of the, uh, the click activists, uh, what do they call it? You know, people who, who kind of do the activism online, you know, yeah. and, and, and uh, I'm not a big fan of the, you know, I'm not a big fan of social media personally. Like I, I have to engage in it professionally mm-hmm. and have sort of, you know, slowly overcoming my <laughs> despise, you know, for, for social media. But it is a great way to share your message and it's how people are engaging and connecting and learning. Um, so so I'm not I'm not hating on it, but you know, it frustrates me sometimes because uh, on forums like Twitter, you know, the dialogue is is so shortened, right? You're 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 limited to the. I don't mm-hmm. know. They still have the character limits. I don't even use. Yeah, Twitter it's like it's that, but, bigger now. It's like two. F- so they've expanded it, but it, it just but it's still you know, a and, limit. And and, and and I feel like there's you know there's a level of competition now. But uh, you mm-hmm. know, who's the most woke? Who's who's the most down? Who's the most radical? Um, and there's a lot of kind of self-righteousness and grandstanding, um, that I feel 
like doesn't isn't productive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and so, you know, you sounding off on somebody online with the anonymity of like you're you're not really going to be confronted, right? And you're actually not really opening a you know oftentimes a real kind of dialogue that you know bridges understanding and brings people together to solve a, a, a problem both people are concerned about. So it's about you know that the image of like who's who's the most down, who's the most radical, and I just I see a lot of that and it's disheartening to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so I think when people are coming together in physical spaces, um, in community, is is where that real work happens, and that's what I you know respect um, and, and and am inspired by. So. I think people are coming together in community like that are doing some some really dope work, and I think that's where the work really is. And 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 so I don't think they're doing it wrong. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I I find um, are at least you know these are, these are things like I speak to my wants. Like I want to I I I, I write a little right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's times like I I want to. I want to write with somebody else or like mm-hmm. read, read what I wrote, you mm-hmm. know, um, now, you know, I could write and make a, make, make my think pieces on mm-hmm. make a blog and just be think pieced out. And, right. and there was a time when we had started a blog, I started a blog and I started posting stuff and I was like, I don't really know if I have a coherent message or I don't know if I have to have a coherent right. message, but also right. I'm, I'm more introverted. I don't necessarily want all of my working out the kinks of my thought. Mm-hmm. To be on sort of the permanent record, exactly. Of the yeah, because <laughs> right. you might change your 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 understanding will evolve, right? Yeah. And so two years from now, it's got it, it's still online, it's still on your blog, but it doesn't reflect your current thinking. Right. Doesn't you know? So I was like, and I know that that's what some folks do with yeah. a blog, where they just like today I was really mad about yeah, yeah. this policy, and I just mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. you know spit out two thousand words on how right. I'm upset about it, right? And then you know then you just move on, you mm-hmm. know, like. But I don't want to do that on right. the internet. Like, and I don't, and I don't want to have to like defend something that I'm like yeah. I marginally am invested in those words, right. but I needed to write them so I could get to these other words. Right, um, right. That's and real. So I think um, you know, and let me know what you think. I uh, I feel like there's a because something that comes up in my day to day work is I work with young men, a lot of whom their information stream is is their social network mm-hmm. platforms like mm-hmm. that's where they get like what that's where they appear to get what's happening in the world from mm-hmm. right so from different people's snapchat different people's instagrams um you know maybe not maybe the, the twitter a little bit you know this mm-hmm. and that and then you know generally you know what's being shared on the internet mm-hmm. and so i've been trying to i mean quite frankly crack the code on how do how do i get engaged with the, to see how you're seeing things mm-hmm. without also like involving myself as if I don't really necessarily want want to think about or have mm-hmm. time to think about depending on you know mm-hmm. the information like but also I'm concerned about like how do I communicate with you about some stuff I might want you to be aware of right like, how do we find because I, I feel like that's the the secret sauce of the yeah. <laughs> of, our, of our you know at least of organizing like I like, how do I get you, you know, like the project you're working on with uh, with, with uh, Grandma's and Roses? Yeah, Grandma's right. Roses, yeah. Grandma's Roses, right. So how do I get somebody that maybe f- get their attention so they may go sit and, you know, especially as they, they're more up there, they go, man, I'm going to watch. I, I watch five of them Grandma's Roses. Right. Man. I'm going to. 
I'm gonna call my grandma, right? Man. Like, right, or, or, right. or I want to, you know, make sure they see it. Like, how yeah. do we improve some of these things? Because I, I don't totally, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. Man, I, you know, I struggle with that too, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, one of the things I had to uh, acknowledge and 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 try to wrap my head around you dig is like approaching this work in a patronizing way Mm. in a condescending way with my audience i don't want to do that Mm. right like i don't want to start out like y'all dumb (laughs) y'all messing up and i'm gonna give you the answers to not mess up no more right get you straight i'm gonna get you straight let me let me explain this to you (laughs) let me tell you how to really live your life like that's not that's not exact that's not what I'm trying to be about, bro. So, what does my content look like then? You know, mm-hmm. and and that's why. And I, I don't want to be one of those figures because you know I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure my own life out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'll share that journey with you. I'm the expert of my own experience, so I can share that journey with you and not have any um, not have any doubts about that. And the other thing I can do is kind of share the conversations I'm having with other people with you. Right. And, and, and if maybe if I found them valuable, maybe you'll find them valuable. And that's what I'm doing with Dream Chase Life, you know, um, is is about kind of just uplifting those stories that I that I found value in and, and sharing them with other people. And, and that's what I try to do with the Black Father Project, too. But mm-hmm. there was a part of Black Father Project where I was coming from a uh, like, you know, a frustration and a condescending level. I don't think it came across that way in the film, mm-hmm. really. Uh, some people might say so, but, um, you know, I was trying to like inspire people to, 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 you know, come together and, and strengthen families and, and also address the, the, the policy, you know, impacts, right. Of, uh, that are so negative on, on black families. So, you know, that's something I struggle with because yeah. there's a lot of this, you know, public figures, social media figures that come to their audience in a condescending way. And I, I'm not digging that at all. Yeah. Well, I think it's, um, I have this, you know, notion about like humans, right. And mm-hmm. that there's the, the way that we, we want, we're social. We want to be together, mm-hmm. right. That's how we've survived. That's how we've stayed alive. So a, a part of that becomes, especially if you, you know, if you have something to share, that you you want to you want people to hear you want people to listen you want to engage them you want them to, to listen to you, um, and kind of calibrating the, the 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 correct amount of getting you to listen to me, mm-hmm. but not maybe overstepping mm-hmm. where then I'm like I'm like I'm clawing at you mm-hmm. to make you a part of this and even me working on this podcast is wanting to like I want to talk about I want to talk about myself mm-hmm. right I mean like. At the root of this, I have a sense of how I live that I and an experience that I've had with other black mm-hmm, men mm-hmm. that I'm like um and 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 someday some other men of color and other people will be on the show. We'll see mm-hmm. um the but but I, I felt like how I experience is not being captured in what I see in like the conversation about like how we're gonna be a man and mm-hmm. da, 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 da. and I've seen again, but like I've seen it was a video it was a brother in a barbershop in Houston and, and the old head was just sort of kicking it about um, you know I pay my old, you know the bills in my name I do this da, 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 da. like I take care of certain stuff in my house mm-hmm. you know and that, and he was I didn't take offense to it 
right? But it, it was in the context of what the video I saw. It seemed like he was saying to the young brothers in the joint, like, if you are not kind of pulling your weight on some of this stuff, then that's that's a problem, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't, I wasn't off put by the way he was approaching it. Mm-hmm. But I started digging through the comments. I was just let me see what people say in the comments. And some dudes, you know, some people I took as men, I don't know if they were. Right. But right. The, the way they said it sounded like they were saying they was men and they didn't, oh, he's he's discounting young men mm-hmm. that don't, that, you know, maybe are staying in their girlfriend section eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not in mm-hmm. their own thing. Mm-hmm. He's he's not, he's not actually being fair to them or he's just preaching. He's not mm-hmm. showing how to do it. And I thought, and, and so I was trying to reason with this. Now, part of that might be my age that I'm used to, you know, I, I've been called the old man whisperer. Like mm-hmm. I got some old, you know, I, I can speak grumpy black mm-hmm. man. Right. Grumpy right. older black man is trying to hold it together. <laughs> right, right, right. Smack somebody. Right. I know, I, I, I know how to engage with them. Right. But I was trying to figure out like how, how can we engage around something like that where it seems, you know, you know, like we that but all I guess that there's 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 a, a possibility to see something that you may generally take as like good or healthy ish and then otherwise somebody else is being off put by it, right? Mm-hmm. And that there's there is a there's an attracting power to being the like the big man that has the answers, mm-hmm. you know, within mm-hmm. humanity. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I think mm-hmm. can corrupt you, can take you somewhere. And mm-hmm. so my own struggle with with speaking and talking about these things in, in a public space is like I want like I have an opinion and, and if you ask me mm-hmm. straight out on certain things, you know, well, what do you think I should do, Justice? Like I probably could give it to you, mm-hmm. um, but I don't want to volunteer that information. Right, <laughs> right. Um, and I think we why I'm, I'm pulled to stories. You let me know if, if this is similar. Like what, what pulls you to storytelling? Because to me, part of storytelling is that. It, it does actually give the listener a, a choice, is mm-hmm. how I've always felt. Like, mm-hmm. so if I tell you, so if you go, well, just how you, well, let me tell you about this situation I had. Mm-hmm. And I try to tell the story. And then, you know, hopefully you'll take the best part for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, whether you agree or not. Um, for you, what is something that uh, comes up with the value of, of telling stories? Like, is, is why, why is it important? I guess, uh, you know, with some <laughs> uh, with some hesitation and, and some, um, uh, you know, a little just not shame, but, you know, I consider myself an intellectual. Right. And, mm-hmm. and like, you know, however people interpret that, like I, I like to engage in dialogue and, mm-hmm. and, and things, uh, a dialogue about different ideas and, and um, you know. Sometimes they go nowhere and sometimes they, you know, they they give me inspiration or, or um, a solution to a problem I'm having. But I just enjoy that exchange of mm-hmm. ideas and digging deep. Stories kind of give me the opportunity to do that. Right. And they give me the, the, the fodder. They feed that, you know, um, dialogue. And, and so I can have a dialogue with someone and then take that story that I learn from someone else and share it with you and then say, man, check out what, what so-and-so told me, right? This is a really 
crazy story, interesting story. Like, what would you do in that situation? Here's what I would have done, or I don't know what I would have done. And how would this story have played out 30 years uh, later versus 30 years ago? And what implications has had that has has that had on society, or what implications does that story have on you know her as a person, and how would it have uh, you know how would they manifest it in me, et cetera, right? So the stories are the fodder for the dialogue that I love to have with mm-hmm. folks. And if we're really if I'm really being you know technical and honest about it, is my passion storytelling? Or is my passion story listening? I think it's maybe story li- listening, right? Like I said earlier, I can yeah. just sit and just listen, right? right? And when people meet me, they they know, you know, like, man, this dude's asking questions. Like, he's asking me real questions about my life. Um, and I just met him, right? And, 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 and But that's just, you know, it's just who I am, right? It's, it's you know, why I decided to get a degree in journalism because I love to interview people. I love to ask those questions. I learned to, you know, engage in those in those kinds of dialogue and conversations. And I, I think it's a great way to build relationships with people too, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I forget what your question was, bro. <laughs> We're on, we on the right path. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, well, I think it's like... Um, I, I think we, I think as a person that, I th- I think when you're someone that that is likes to listen, because mm-hmm. I, I would say I think it might be probably something that we have as, as a kindred spirits. Like I like to listen, stuff right. like to hear what people, you know, like. Right. I had a I remember when I left a job once, um, and folks had you know somewhere basically there happened to be like a gathering and. It was like people were saying things they were think you know nice about saying stuff about me since I was leaving mm-hmm. you know and it was mm-hmm. like Justice would ask me how I'm doing today and I think he really wanted to know mm-hmm. and I'd be like yeah I did right like I I really do want to know right. Like, I, right I wouldn't ask you if I didn't want to know like right. I really want like if it's, if it's going great I would say oh it's great if it's like, if it's kind of rough oh man I want to know that too mm-hmm. you know what I mean and 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 then to the degree that I can be with you in that moment right mm-hmm. now. You know, I may not be able to sit and help you fix it, but mm-hmm. I might be able to be like, well, right. here's, a, you know, maybe you should go home. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you should talk to somebody or, mm-hmm. you know, man, I'm glad that's going well for you, those sorts right. of things. And I, so I think it's, um, so I think that that's, but I think there's a part of, if you're, if you're a person that wants to listen, that you then also at some point want to, mm-hmm. you want to like pass it on. Mm-hmm. You want to give it back up. You right. I mean? So like I've been sitting here listening all this time, y'all. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what I've been thinking. Right. Right. <laughs> here's what I came up right. with. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. Like, here's what I came up with. That's real like I heard I heard your story, I heard her story, her mm-hmm. story. Let me tell you what I think. Yeah. You know, based exactly. on what y'all said. Yeah. And then it's and I think um you know, I th- I think it's I think it's something that when we don't have, I think I think it's I think it's something that can help because that can cause us to lose a little bit of our humanity. Mm-hmm. We don't have that. Like absolutely, man. Like wait a minute, let me let me get some feedback. Let mm-hmm. me get some like real time feedback mm-hmm. on, on you know how I'm perceiving this or what I'm seeing or what I'm commenting on. Because I think um, I think it contributes to that um, that sort of dehumanizing or you know not having the space to talk about something. Um, mm-hmm in a way that allows someone else sort of to be who they are mm-hmm. while you still are trying to wrestle out, wrestle with how you feel mm-hmm. about it or what you may perceive them to have done or, or who that you perceive them to be. Um, as a, as a listener, do you have any 
favorite stories, favorite books, or nonfiction, like oh, fiction, or man, any you want to give a man a, a quick five or something? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shoot, bro. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I would say this this my Angelo book, um, Heart of a Woman. I'll give you my five, like, you know, sort of books that I just yeah. have moved me, right? Um, that book, for sure. The first, one of the first books I read was Siddhartha by Herman Hesse. Mm-hmm. And that's a small book. It's, yeah. it's, have you read it? Mm-hmm. Um, but that laid the foundation for me in a lot of ways of like the journey of life, you know, and, and just walking it and just experiencing some stuff, move on to some new stuff. You know what I mean? And like, that's okay. If you got to start over again, that's okay. If you, you know, but that, that those, that adversity and and those different experiences, I I feel like can make you a, a, a good human being, you know, and, and can help you connect to all different types of people. Right. Because you put yourself in different type in, in different types of communities and different types of situations, um, and you know, it, it just allows you to to really connect more broadly. Um, so Siddhartha, um, obviously, autobiography of Malcolm X still stands as like you know one of the most engaging and, and inspiring, um, heartbreaking books of all time in my when it comes to my list. Uh, I would also, um, man, I would also say, honestly, uh, Barack Obama's Dreams of My Father was was just a well, was just really well written. It was a really well written book. Uh, the way he described his experiences, I was I was really moved by as a, f- a fellow biracial person Mm -hmm. as you know someone who grew up in a place where there wasn't a lot of black people so i related to that book a great deal um and then i would say man i would probably say um i mean i can't remember the name of it right now the the but it's it's a harriet tubman book it's a book about harriet tubman Mm -hmm. um there's like two or three different you know uh, biographies and, and I, I can't remember it's by a sister I can't remember her name but that book too was just like man the courage the mm. the the commitment of that sister there um, to overcome all the different challenges that she that she had and and to have the different phases like the different phases of her life were crazy you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah, just yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it's interesting I've um read a couple of things about like everything like after the civil war and yeah. she was like trying to serve people and like like she was running the uh like a, almost like a, i don't know if it was a care home not the right term but sort of like basically folks folks was in transition trying to figure out what they gonna you know i mean i'm probably far understating the the, the gravity of it but what the hell are you gonna do with your life now right. that you're free right. from this 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 uh violent bondage system mm-hmm. and uh like you know, I think was it? I think that the the people that some of the folks that someone that she had in the house like stole from her and like mm-hmm. all kinds of like tribulations, but she was still trying to serve. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Still her people, serving. yeah. And and like 
it, it was as well as things, you know, we, we could go into the like, see, that's what's wrong with y'all. But right. Like, you right. Know, see, no good. Like, right. not, not even that, but it's just the, like how complicated it is, though, like freedom is how complicated. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the one context of your life, it can be very clearly defined, right? And then, and then once, you know, emancipation happens, other stuff is sort of like, yeah. I still have this compulsion, mm-hmm. right? And I still mm-hmm. have this drive, and mm-hmm. and then you know, then other people obviously are taking your story and and mm-hmm. making it what they need to make it. Like I, 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 I have not. I've read a couple parts of different biographies. I heard I've not read any of them all the way through. I'm at the sit down and mm-hmm. wrestle with that because I just, I mean, as a as a and as a you know as a kid in America, like you black and like, oh here it's up right by table and like, don't be free to leave right right, and right. Be like yeah but you know she was like a person yeah that had like lived a whole life like yeah it's 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 not as it's not it's not simple mm-hmm. you know what, I mean? mm-hmm. what her motivations were I'm like I think um if I could add just a couple yeah um for me. Uh, and I like to do all things like this, sort of like these is the ones that come to mind at the moment. Right, exactly. Not etched in stone. No. Um, but, I mean, especially coming up, um, the the Xenogenesis, um, it's three books, actually, by Octavia Butler, but I bought them. I read it the first time mm. as a single volume, mm-hmm. so that's the way I always think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a book and a work of science fiction that always, that changed that challenged me mm-hmm. and made me think about the world and, and about black women mm-hmm. um, and about my own sense of self and our society and, and a lot of other pieces in a much challenging way as, as many of her works does, but that one specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Community Itself, which is a small book by Naeem Akbar, it's something I always, um, about, you know, about how you see yourself and mm-hmm. self-development. And, um, and then... Something else that I'm actually working through right now is, um, well, I just finished, that I actually I really enjoyed was Michelle Obama's uh, mm. memoir, sort of about, I mean, sort of about being First Lady, but sort of like becoming that person. Mm-hmm. And, and there was, I mean, I'm going to go back through, but there was a lot of different things in there around sort of the wrestling with your own direction um, mm-hmm. Wrestling with the intentions of your of your of your, of your folks, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and the circumstances of their decisions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and then like, and then some of that stuff we even talked about earlier about like being with somebody and their sense of happiness and what mm-hmm. what you want, what they want, and how y'all can both be you mm-hmm. and get with you know. Is it, it was um, I enjoyed hearing her tell her story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. share that piece. I hope folks. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people read it. It's obviously a bestseller mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but. I hope folks, you know, had a similar. I would encourage somebody to check it out. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, who? I, I would also just add because I, I had to look at my damn Audible because I'm, <laughs> I'm like I had to look at my books. Yeah, I'm I like, man, some. there's so many good ones, man. Uh, I would also add um, uh, "Just Mercy" by Brian Stevenson. Mm. Um, that's who. That's a cold book right there. Cold book. Um, Muhammad by Martin Ling. A classic, um, Asada by Asada Shakur. Um, yeah, I actually just uh, read that earlier this year. Yeah, that's a cold book too. And um, uh, what was the other one? Oh, I recently read Miles Davis' autobiography. Mm. Man, that one right there, cold. So it was so much better than I thought. Than mm. I, I, it's not a book that I hear about. Mm-hmm. Like I really actually hadn't even. I didn't even know he had written an autobiography. Um, 
And so, you know, it's not like one of those ones that's called out as like, these are the ones, yeah, I, you yeah. know, you black, black autobiographies you got to read or whatever. <laughs> this isn't, isn't one. But someone who's passionate about music and I'm really interested in the sort of the, the genealogy of music and, and mm. how artists kind of, you know, got their career started. And, and there's, there's this like really cool sort of, you know, um, tree right family tree of like this artist especially in jazz oh, yeah, you know like how you got put on and then this person right so like looking at like miles davis who you know started with um with uh uh, uh why am i blanking on dude's name bird uh, uh charlie uh charlie parker charlie parker thank yeah. you start with charlie parker you know what i'm saying and then miles davis and then john coltrane and and one of my favorite musicians that's still alive today is carlos santana and he's his music is really rooted in jazz and and miles davis and, and john coltrane are like his sort of musical heroes um and 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 herbie hancock who came from working with miles davis mm-hmm. uh and so you know, learning Miles' story, I, you know, it broke a lot of misconceptions in my mind about who he was as a person. Mm. Um, and it also just spanned this huge time period of the different eras of jazz. Um, and when, when jazz was, was nothing and underground to when it became sort of like the mainstream and the most popular form of music. And then it kind of went back underground, you know what I mean? Right, um, right. As like rock and roll and R&B kind of took off and his role in all that. And um, I think I was just most inspired about his sort of, um, you know, non uh, or his unpoli- unapologetic uh, attitude in life. Mm-hmm. And in some ways that, like, you know, probably hurt him more than, more than helped him. But <laughs> yeah. also he was very unapologetically black and and always was that way yeah. and came from a strong family, a family that was well-to-do uh, in, in St. Louis. And, like, you know, he lived his life in a way where it was just, like, he was just enjoying his life and making his art, you know what I mean? Um, and so that that one was that one was so dope. I love that that book. So, right. yeah. Man, well, unfortunately. We got to rap. We got to rap. <laughs> I took up but, too much of your time. No, nah, this is good because that means we have so much more to come back together. Right, to talk right, about, right. Man. But I'll get you out <laughs> on this. Could you share? And this is one I didn't set you up for. So um, is there, a, I don't know, a piece of art, piece of creative work, something that you see differently now than maybe you saw it when you first experienced it? That, and you don't got to go into deep detail, but mm-hmm. you can if you want to. That you just, you know, in the moment, you're like, yeah, I thought this one way, but now I think about it, you know, some way different. There's, mm. there's, there's a film called Eve's Bayou. Mm. Samuel Jackson is is a main character in it. Um, that, yeah, that film. Like, mm-hmm. uh, one of my, you know, always enjoyed the film, was a, always been a favorite of mine. Um talking about you know a different i mean my family's from louisiana you know originally so i connect with it on that level a little bit and was really because there hasn't been many films um centered on that experience Mm -hmm. um in that location but um you know referring to our earlier part of our conversation about violence against women um that's you know 
I, I perceive some things in that film differently now and, and, and understand it as an adult and also um, how memory serves us mm-hmm. and things, you know, people remember things differently and, and it's, you know, there's a relativity in our, in our own experiences and memories as well. And I think that film lightly, like, it covers that deeply, but you don't if you you don't get it unless you get it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. watching it now, I'm like, yo, this is crazy deep how they touch on this. Um, but you know, you got to get it to get it. I guess. Indeed, beautiful film. Well, Jordan, thank you for joining me, man. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate the opportunity to talk all this out and and with you know great company and a, a great mind like yourself. Oh man, well, thank you. And um, you, we will talk again. Yes, I, I hope so, so, man. All right. It's a pleasure. So this has been the Ask Your Old Head podcast with Justice Raji. Thank you for listening. Peace.